This is EntreEd Talk, the podcast for entrepreneurial educators by entrepreneurial educators. We are your hosts, Toy Hirschman and Amber Ravenscroft. This podcast is created by the National Consortium for Entrepreneurship Education, or EntreEd for short. All right. Good morning. We are very excited this morning to have our very first podcast guest. This morning, we have Dr. Gene Colson. He is the executive director for EntreEd. He's the founder of America's Entrepreneurial Schools. He has over 40 years of experience in K-12 entrepreneurship education. And most importantly, he is a wonderful guy and great friend. Welcome, Gene. Thank you. I'm excited to be on the podcast today. <laughs> yeah, we're excited to have you. Let's start this off and just why don't you, Gene, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and about your background in education? Well, without going back too far in my lifetime, um, I had a brief career in the retail world. And after that, I decided to take my business degree and my retail experience to the high school classroom and began teaching what in those days was distributive education. Now it's marketing education. And that was the late 70s and early 80s, probably before Amber was born. In uh, about 85, I joined the West Virginia Department of Education as a state coordinator for marketing education, cooperative education, and entrepreneurship education. And as I worked my way through the career ladder within the Department of Education, I always had entrepreneurship education as one of the many hats I was wearing. My final assignment there was Executive Director of Career and Technical Innovation, and I spent an even greater amount of time and effort on entrepreneurship. So when I retired from the Department of Education, I accepted the position of Executive Director for the Consortium for Entrepreneurship Education, which is too much of a mouthful. So we've recently rebranded ourselves as EntreEd. So that's how you'll hear me refer to the organization as we go forward today. So that kind of brings me from from my background up till today. I have a quick question. I've actually never heard the story about your retail experience. What did you do in retail? Well, while while I was in college, I actually... uh, started out in managing a ladies' wear shop and then a men's wear shop. After college graduation, I became the youngest retail manager in a 24-store chain in the Tidewater, Virginia area. But that was kind of why I decided to, to switch is that at a fairly young age, early 20s, I was already a store manager and in that organization not going any further. So I said, what else can I do? And The interesting story, I think, is that I had a friend who taught distributive education and said, Gene, you have the background. Come and talk to my students. And so I came over and was supposed to spend one hour talking to his students, and I wound up spending the day and found out that I really enjoyed working with students. So I made a career switch. That's very cool. That's such an entrepreneurial thing to do in itself. So, um, I think that our next question is actually a little bit more focused on EntreEd, so your other chapter of your life that you're in right now. So um, if you could tell us a little bit more about EntreEd and its mission and kind of where it's at currently, that would be great. Sure. Uh, well, for over 30 years, EntreEd has been all, of, all about advocacy of entrepreneurship education and training at every level from K-12 through higher ed to community-based organizations and incubators and accelerators. Anywhere entrepreneurship education was happening, we wanted to be there and be a part of it. But over those 30 years, many of those groups 
now have their own advocacy and support organization. For example, at the community college level, they have NACI. Five years ago, when I became the executive director, we kind of uh, dedicated ourselves to entrepreneurship education, K-12, every student, every year. Not just in high school or career and technical education, but in every classroom from K to 12. And so now we partner with some of those other organizations, but we're really focused on uh, entrepreneurship education in K-12. That leads me to a question that um, I know we, we talked about this on a previous podcast a little bit. When you ask somebody or when you talk to people about entrepreneurship education, generally the thought goes to business major, marketing major, things of that nature that are kind of like, you know, college level stuff. And we know that the universities and community colleges alike right now are really pushing entrepreneurship education, maybe more than they ever have before. So given that, in your opinion, why should we even care about K through 12 entrepreneurship education? I think there are at least three good, good answers to that question. First, knowledge about entrepreneurship uh, is that it's a career option for every single student, and it's a necessary skill set for every single student. It's useful for students who may at any point in their lives decide to work for themselves, and it doubles as a, it doubles a student's career options by no matter what career field they choose they know they still have that choice of working for themselves or working for someone else. So I think it's important to the career studies and uh, that we work with kids to help them develop a career. This is an important piece of, of a possible career that frankly, sometimes we miss today. Second, Toy, as you said, entrepreneurship education is a growth industry at higher ed. There are more courses and more minors and more majors and centers for entrepreneurship on almost every campus. And I think we can help students by getting that pipeline started at the K-12. So if they go on to higher ed, they're more prepared to take advantage of those opportunities that are available to them. And finally, I think there's a real benefit to local communities to begin building entrepreneurial culture in their communities through their schools. Through entrepreneurship, local students can make a living in their own communities and maybe blunt devastating effect of rural brain drain where our students have to move away to get an education or to get a job. And a local economy built around lots of small business is a healthier economy. Many small local businesses are better for a community than one big plant or mine that could close and move at any time. Local entrepreneurship solves local problems. Local business owners tend to support community initiatives at a higher level. So working with the schools to help them develop uh, a more entrepreneurial community, I I think helps the the local community and its economy. And it's also really great for kids. Perfect. I think that's actually a really good segue into our next kind of topic. But before we go to that, I do want to share kind of a personal story. So I grew up in Western Maryland, Toy Grew up, in West, um, grew up in New Jersey, but she now lives in Western Maryland. So it's actually a very rural area. Um, many people don't think of it because it says Maryland, but it's very similar to the culture of West Virginia. And I actually grew up with a father who was an entrepreneur. He was a carpenter. He owned his own carpentry business. 
Um, but I did not realize that he was an entrepreneur until I hit college because it had never been taught to me at any time in my K-12. And my father didn't consider himself an entrepreneur. He never you know, said that word. So I think it's just the relevancy of having that introduced in K-12. I would have been maybe like, oh, my dad is one or my uncle or everyone in that room in my classrooms had somebody that they knew that was an entrepreneur. They just didn't recognize it as entrepreneurship. So I think that that's just the awareness level that we're talking about at K-12 is necessary. So that's just a little tidbit I wanted to share when you talk about local communities and how it impacts pipelines, because I mean, I was living with one my entire life and didn't even realize that. So uh, a couple of years ago, presentation to a uh, Montessori middle school, and I was explaining to them what an entrepreneur was. And I could see this young woman all of a sudden just sit up straight in her chair. You could almost see the light bulb over her head come on. And she said, well, my father's a doctor. Is he an entrepreneur? And I said, well, does he own his own practice? And she said, yes, he does. And I said, well, then he is an entrepreneur and you should go home and ask him about that. And we went right around the table and and one child's father was a stockbroker that owned his own brokerage firm. And they all had their own stories, as yours, Amber, that they were living with entrepreneurs, but their dads, and in those cases, it was always their dads, never described themselves. They didn't self-identify as entrepreneurs. They were physicians or stockbrokers, but they were hip deep in the entrepreneurial venture. And, uh, and kids didn't even know that. We all have that experience, at least the three of us, that experience of not being exposed to entrepreneurship, even as an option growing up. And that, I think, just that in and of itself, saying to, especially for children in rural areas and, you know, children in places where they, there's not a lot of maybe hope in the community, it's an, it's an option. And it's an option that, sh- that kids should know about that, that we're not presenting by and large. We definitely need to have more impact there. And don't you think teachers across the country, as they integrate entrepreneurship into uh, whatever it is they teach, they will have that same sort of a moment in their schools where their own students all of a sudden realize that Aunt Jane is is an entrepreneur or the neighbor next door is an entrepreneur. And all of a sudden they find they have these models that they didn't realize they had. 100%. And I think actually the story about the little girl who realized that her dad, who was a doctor, is especially important because we push, oftentimes we push K-12 students towards STEM careers. And in some of those rural communities, you, you might need to have a STEM career that has an entrepreneurial component because those businesses don't exist in your communities. So this is, we're going to talk a little bit later, I'm sure, in episodes about that inherent connection between entrepreneurship and STEM. But you can't just be a doctor, especially in areas where they might not have a practice without having entrepreneurial components. You can't just be an engineer without having entrepreneurial components in your mindset. So um, it's just an inherent connection. And I'm sorry, I derailed us, but I think that's a really great conversation that we just had around how this is manifesting in classrooms across the U.S. So Jean, back to that idea of affecting communities. We work collaboratively on the America's Entrepreneurial Schools Project, but maybe you could tell us a little bit more about how that got started, where it's at today, what that mission of that specific initiative is. Yeah, I think how America's Entrepreneurial Schools evolved is is sort of an interesting angle. When the EntreEd board and I decided that we would really focus on the K-12 arena, there's still the question of how do you do that? 
And there's certainly the the option of developing the next great curriculum or the next great pitch contest or business plan competition or something like that. And we know that those are available. There are lots of them out there from whole curricula to courses to projects. There's all kinds of stuff out there. I mean, we even have uh, some jump starter activities to help teachers with with lessons. But what we discovered was even with all of those projects out there, all those curricula and materials available, the one thing they had in common that wasn't working was they're all just for just the folks in Miss Johnson's class or just that group of kids who does the pitch contest or just this group or that group. In other words, all of them appeal to just a small slice of the student body at whatever school they're in. And what we wanted to make sure is that all students learned about entrepreneurship during their K-12. And what we were finding was it was still pretty likely that a student could start at K or pre-K and go all the way through graduate and still not learn anything about entrepreneurship education. Sure that every student learned about entrepreneurship. So we went in a little different direction. Instead of bringing the school some magic program or curriculum, we decided to offer a school designation. And that designation is America's Entrepreneurial Schools. Any school is eligible to be uh, what we call an AES. uh, And how you do that is pretty simple. You deliver entrepreneurship education to every student in the building during the school year. And how do you do that? Well, we're pretty tough about the every student piece, but we're very flexible and we'll work with any school to help them find a way that fits sort of painlessly within their environment. Small contextual lessons that support the required standards that each teacher uh, has to teach anyway are one way of doing it. Just have every teacher teach a little bit throughout the year. We see school-wide efforts like market days and taking the last full week of February to celebrate National Entrepreneurship Week, and we encourage all of you to take part in National Entrepreneurship Week. We focus on the every student standard, but we're pretty flexible on how schools achieve that. So that's kind of how America's Entrepreneurial Schools came to be. It was an alternative to just walking into a school and saying, we've got the next great program for you. And we all know how that works. The, uh, the hands go up and the eyes roll back and it's, oh, no, we don't need another program. And that's completely understandable because we have packed schedules and emphasis on testing. And, and sometimes teachers' lack of knowledge can be an issue about how to integrate it into their math program or English program or third grade class, but we can help. And it's, uh, we're very flexible about working with them to find a painless way or as painless as possible to deliver some entrepreneurial knowledge to every student in their building. And what we hope is that incrementally across classes, across years, they build up a pretty good knowledge about what entrepreneurship is about And when they get to middle school and they're thinking about careers, entrepreneurship is part of that thought process. Um, And when they get to high school and even to college where there are more deep dive activities where you might find a pitch contest or an entrepreneurship course, 
they've had time to digest entrepreneurship in their own way. So we think letting schools have the designation of America's entrepreneurial schools is and, and being flexible about how they do that makes it a little easier for schools and teachers and principals and superintendents to say, yeah, we'll do that. And then it begins to benefit every student. And just think about how much entrepreneurship a student might learn if they get some really great projects in kindergarten and then there's a little more in first and a little more in second. And by the time they get to where they're actually making a career decision, they've got a pretty good background there. So I think that's, that's our plan. And that seems to be the way it's working in better than 50 schools uh, that we're working with now. I think that um, speaks to the success of the, the initiative too, because you're not, if a school decides they want to be in America's entrepreneurial school, they're not signing their, you know, principal is not signing his or her teachers up for some mandatory curriculum. And once teachers understand that, I, it's a really beautiful thing because they're in control and they're empowered. The teachers are empowered to develop their plan and then that empowers the students as well. So I think that that's why the program has been so successful. One interesting uh, aspect of that is that we do not require them to use any particular curriculum. And we don't supply them with a curriculum or a project. We have some, some lesson ideas that they are free to use, but we don't require any particular curriculum. That's part of the flexibility of them deciding how they want to become an America's Entrepreneurial School. So, Jean, I have a question for you. So, so thinking back over your amazing career, now that you have founded America's Entrepreneurial Schools and have some experience with that initiative, what advice might you give to your former self, to former Gene, maybe midway through your career, around, you know, the entrepreneurship education in the classroom? Man, that's a good question. What would I tell my younger self about entrepreneurship education? Well, when I was teaching entrepreneurship education, when I was teaching marketing education, Entrepreneurship was part of that. It was part of my curriculum. It was a four-year uh, series of courses, and I had lots of time, and we talked about entrepreneurship. But one other thing I did during that same time period is I would leave and go over to the middle school and teach one period a day of career exploration. And young Jean never made that connection that I should take my instruction about entrepreneurship over to the middle school and integrate it into the career exploration piece. It just didn't occur to me. And today I'm saying, boy, were you stupid back in those days? <laughs> and I never thought about how what I was teaching in entrepreneurship and marketing education, how could that be used by my neighbor in the next room that taught social studies or the lady across the hall that taught the English class? How could they use it? That, thought just never crossed my mind. And now we spend a lot of time addressing that very question. In those days, even the, the career exploration textbook didn't have entrepreneurship as an option. And I think it had about 10 or different, 10 or 12 different ways of looking at careers. None of them were about entrepreneurs. And I just used the textbook and went right through it. Now, part of that was because I was a first year teacher. But 
the connection between that just didn't occur to me. And if I could go back, I'd say, open your eyes a little bit. Look at how entrepreneurship can be delivered in a variety of subject areas and how it can support state standards in chemistry and math and, and all of the STEM programs. I would ask STEM teachers, are you talking about intellectual property to your STEM students uh, about how to protect the great ideas that you hope they'll come up with? So I, I think that's what I would say to my former self, and it's what we say to teachers today, is you may not have thought that entrepreneurship fit with what you're teaching, but it really fits very well. And EntreEd can help you see how that happens and help you do it in your classroom, that it just fits everywhere and it's good for every single student. Perfect. Thank you. That's so inspiring. If I was a regular teacher, I'd want to talk to you when you were younger. So, <laughs> Well, I think that's all we have for today. And um, thanks for joining us. And thanks, everyone who's listening, for joining us for another episode of Andre Ed Talk. I just want to do a quick plug for our social media channels. So if you're on Twitter, we're always really active on there at Entre Talk. So that works out super well. It's Entre Talk, similar to Entre Ed Talk for our podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook at entrepreneurship.ed. Um, our next episode, we'll actually be talking about the Kickstarters that you mentioned, Jean. Toy and I are going to take a look at them and pull in some of those exemplars of different entrepreneurship projects that link into core subjects. So that'll be really cool for K-12 teachers to listen in, see how they could do it in math, see how they could do it in science, see how they could do it in gym, which is always a hard one. But um, yeah, we have a lot of cool ideas that have come in from the teachers that we've already worked with. So be sure to join us for that Kickstarter episode. Toy, are there any, is there anything else you want to end with or Jean? Oh, I have one thing and that is Amber, why don't you uh, give them the social media contacts for national entrepreneurship week? Oh yeah. Okay. That's perfect. Actually. Yeah. National entrepreneurship week happens February 16th through the 23rd. And I believe we're launching this during National Entrepreneurship Week, our podcast. So you can follow National Entrepreneurship Week at, at N-A-T-L E-Ship Week and use the hashtag as well. Same, same hashtag. So yeah, we'll send that out as well. It's the last full week of February every year. Yep. So if you miss it in 19, you can do it in 20. And 21 and 22 and 23. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you, Jean, for joining us. We really appreciate it. And I know our listeners appreciate it as well. And we will catch everybody on the next episode. Thank you, ladies.